Welcome to Pals Polls, everybody. Um, this is the Comics Pals Pals Polls. That's, that, ooh, that's hard to say. Um, this is our show where we talk about weekly comics. Uh, I got, uh, let's just get this out of the way. Kale, you're here. Yep. Marco, you're here. What's up? Sean, not here. I think he was at Universal ooh. Studios last night. I, I, don't, I don't know where he is today. Um, Sean is, you know, traveling not, the world not, of Orlando. Not swimming. Uh, he's swimming? He's not. I hope he's not swimming. Okay. Well, uh, I think he dodged the the hurricane, so he's okay. Okay. He's good. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But we're not here to talk about somebody who's not here. You know what's here? Books is here. And my grammar isn't. Um, But we have five books this week. How many? Five and and some change. So we have uh, (laughs) Miss Marvel, The New Mutant, number one. One of the other uh, Fall of X books. We have Ultimate Invasion, number three. Incredible Hulk, number three as well. Uh, then we have Bat- Batman, Catwoman, the Gotham War Battle Lines, number one. This is kind mm-hmm. of like the intro to this new event going on in those two books. And then we're ending it with the end of an event with Night Terror's Night's End, number one. Essentially the Omega of, of this, this Night Terror's event. So yeah, we got some five books there. Um, but... If you want to, you know, kind of help decide what books we talk about, we have a poll-up that'll be up tomorrow on YouTube, uh, the YouTube community tab. Um, but we also have a Patreon at com- uh, patreon.com slash thecomicspals where you can subscribe to that. You get some newsletters. Uh, I just put up one yesterday where Cal and I ranked the Muppets. Um, that's so that's, right. That's I, something you can I, look forward to. <laughs> I forgot that that was happening, and then yeah. I just see a message to to Kayla and Archie going, "You ready to rank the Muppets?" I'm like, "What is yeah, going yeah, on?" Yeah, yeah. So that that was fun. Um, you can help uh, influence the book club uh, results. The book the the book we pick for the book club. Um, Correct. The one that won last week, and it should be coming out uh, Tuesday. This coming Tuesday is Invasion, the DC Comics event Invasion. Um, if you're part of the Patreon, you already have access to this, but for everyone else, it'll be out on Tuesday. Um, some good discussion about that already. So I'm excited to see what the general discussion on that will be once we kind of dive into that for the, for the general audience. But you know what we should dive into? Oh, Miss, okay. I didn't, I was going to say Miss Marvel. (laughs) Yeah, we can dive in. No. All right. That was a weird segue and Sean's not here to... Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is Miss Marvel, the new mutant number one, um, with an interesting creative team. So this is written by uh, writer Sabir Perzada and Iman Vellani, who you might recognize. Whoa! Can't believe this. As Wait, now you have what? to now you have to be in the MCU to write for Marvel. I guess the so. Bar just so. go. It keeps going higher and higher. Yeah. So this <laughs> is the this is Miss Marvel herself writing Miss Marvel. Uh, with art by uh, Carlos Gomez, uh, Adam Gorham, colors by Eric Arseniega, and letters by Joe Caramagna. Um, this is Kamala Khan's first, you know, not first, but like big intro into being part of the X-Men section of the Marvel Universe. You know, we got, you know, we got the little bits in Hellfire, Gala, and uh, X-Men with Jerry Duggan, but this is like her new book, finally. Um, after we had the death of Miss Marvel, what, nay, two months ago? Two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what'd you guys, what'd you guys think of this one? You, you know, uh, Marco, I'm curious what you got to say about this. 
um structurally it was fun it was a pretty simple story uh you know you have kamala with this recurring dream and this overwhelming fear that she's not become this mutant um or, or not fear but worry that she's become a mutant now that she has like a target a specific target in her back and she's tasked to spy on empire state university's orcus orcus branch and i thought that was an interesting angle that seems cool like i like i like a, a sort of slice of life in school story it feels very manga-esque and so it, i like the setting it's very um, buffy goes to college yeah sure yeah, yeah. and i i thought it was fun i thought it was a, it's a good setup it's a good premise i thought it was written well paced out well the I think my only gripe, and we'll probably talk about it, is the fact that she debuts as a mutant here while trying to be undercover and uh, and effectively spy on Orcus. And day one fails, or not fails because they don't know who she is quite yet, but I think the fact that it's out on Front Street that Miss Marvel is now a mutant instead of just having been Miss Marvel, considering nobody knows and nobody would have remembered, the simple story I felt like would have been, well, Miss Marvel just steps in and saves the day. Nobody thinks otherwise, and then she goes back about her business, and nobody, and then Orcus isn't, you know, uh, doesn't get a red flag alerted. I, contrivance, but um, I had fun. It felt a bit weird to me that she put on her new uniform, modeled off the nineteen seventies X Men uniform. And all of these college-age freshmen, uh, they can't be Gen Z, right? These these kids got to be younger than that. Gen Alpha. Yeah. Is that a thing? Oh boy. They all went. They all went. Hey, she's an X Man. <laughs> I mean, the giant X on her belt and shoulders might be. Yeah. Enough. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> um. I, I, I enjoyed this. I think this book had a lot of heavy lifting to do in the first issue mm. um, in terms of reestablishing who she is and where she exists in this world mm. um, and also still making it feel like the other stuff counted. Like, her supporting cast is here. Like, Bruno's here. You know, uh, it's cool to see Bruno in this. Like, like one of the original Miss Marvel characters. But, like, it references her past in the Champions, her past in the Avengers, um, her past as an inhuman, like you saw some of the friggin' Charles Soul era inhumans in the background of a couple of things here. Um, and it even references like when she fought alligators in the sewer with Wolverine and like, uh, one of the early Miss Marvel, um, issues. So yeah, there's a lot that. of, I want to say fan service, but like it feels purposeful at least. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. Like I didn't, I, a lot of those beats I didn't know. And so it's cool to be like, oh, that's neat. She was in the, like, yeah, I remember the champions because they come in and, uh, you know, cry over her and stuff. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, the Avengers, I kind of remember that. Uh, so it was cool to see those things reflected. That was that was fun. It was a good walk through memory lane. And for me, who's not as in-depth uh, or as deep a reader of Marvel, it's nice to be like, oh, this is a deeper pathway. I can go back and explore more if I'm interested. Yeah, that, that's kind of how I felt. Yeah. It, it also, like, felt like this felt like the Iman Vellani part of it, too. Because if you've ever seen any of her interviews or, like, you know, for Miss Marvel or for the press for this book, um, mm. she's huge into, like, she's like a lore nerd. 
for, yeah? for this stuff. She's a continuity nerd. Yeah. Oh, that's um, cool. Even she's, she's like an MCU continuity nerd too. Yeah. She's the next Kevin Feige. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, but but she like she's very much like Kamala in that way. Um, so that kind of uh, uh, had her fingerprints on it. I feel. Mm. In that way too, it didn't feel as new writer as it probably should have. Like it was better than I expected it to be. Um, but there were still moments, <laughs> there were still moments where, especially with every other character going, oh, it really felt, it felt like a, a new writer voice. You I know mean, what I mean? Should, we should also note that the, her co-writer, uh, Sabir Perzada, uh, one of the writers for the Miss Marvel TV show as well. Um, oh, okay. His credits, not much for comic books either. Uh, it's po- it's pretty much Marvel voices, so like short stories. Uh, yeah. The Misery miniseries that's currently ongoing, which is like a symbiote thing. There's a lot of symbiote books going on right now, and then this. So there's mm-hmm. not much. Um, but but I agree. Like it just d- this didn't feel like new to comics writing. Mm-hmm. Well, and especially from Iman Vellani, who sure. I yeah. think a, a lot of people would pin it on if it were bad yeah agreed like it it feels cohesive it feels honoring of what's come before and it feels like good comics yeah honestly i didn't feel like at any point this was new writer um it's i just it was a good story honestly and and i i forgot that she wrote it and then you you flagged that again i'm like oh that's right like it's not like it's on the cover and big bold or whatever but that's fine you know <laughs> this, this kind of it gave me like uh, uh unbeatable squirrel girl vibes like just mm. like a young teen fun book even though it's in a very depressing era of the x-men in terms of what's happening in the larger scale of things so you just have the x-men really. just genocide happening in the background uh but you kind of have to implant this this cute little college age superhero capes and cowls book at the same time um, I thought it was, uh, to that point, I thought it was effective, right? Because we we have yeah, it being yeah. this darker, I guess, era, but this feels just you know charming. I don't need Frank Miller's Miss Marvel. Like I don't want that. Like this is what Word. I want in a Miss Marvel book. Agreed, absolutely. And I think the Carlos Gomez art um, is it's good. I like it. Um, it's uh, it's a it's a Jamie McKelvey designed costume. That much I know. Mm. Yeah. Um, he came back to redesign her new costume for for X Men. Um, yeah. And I guess he really liked the back roll of Burnside because she's got some uh, bright yellow Doc Martens on, which I love. But <laughs> that was actually Amon's request. Really? Oh okay. yeah. 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 Oh, that's awesome. Oh man, I, I love that back roll Burnside arc. Uh, that's yeah. a good comic. I love that it's costume. Good. Oh, it's um, fantastic. And it, again, I love the uh, the X hand wrist piece mm. I think those are so cool one of the best McKelvey designs oh I see it nice the the only I would say the only knock I would give the art is sometimes I could not tell what age they're going for for Miss Marvel like I know she's a high schooler in college or, or like doing an internship college. in college sometimes yeah. it, it feels a little like oh this is this is a cheesecake Mary Jane cover Listen, baby. 
It's all <laughs> it's all fruity pebbles now, baby. She's in college. Uh, boy, all right. I'm I'm not gonna touch that one. Marco. Um, um, yeah. I was I was gonna say don't touch that one either. <laughs> wasn't planning on it. Um, art was tight. I no complaints. It it services the book well. Um, yeah, structurally carries the story along. Like all in all, everything about this was just a, a tight comic. Uh, yeah. Easy pull. Uh, yeah, I think this is a pull for me. I think this is one of the ones out of this fall of X line that I'm enjoying, mostly because it doesn't feel like hmm. the other the other ones. Hmm. That's a great point. Yeah. This is the fall of X book I think I've enjoyed. Yeah. The one. <laughs> this is the the one. <laughs> Gen- genuinely. I, uh, yeah, actually enjoyed this. Until the end. Yeah. A, it would be a normal pull for me, but yeah, I enjoyed it. It's a pull. I, I recommend it. I love Kamala Khan's character. So, like, the fact that she's gone so long without a proper ongoing book, um, you know, before this, was it, it made no sense to me. Her show was coming out, and she didn't have a book out. Like, it was stupid, honestly. Um, and I, and I like this. I like how there's that, that kind of, that mystery in the background that, you know, her mutant ability has not surfaced yet. So it's like, all right, what, what is it going to be? We don't fully know, um, because, or if it ever will manifest itself, um, it's going to be the MCU stuff though. Let's be real. She's going to have crystal Mm -hmm. powers. Yeah. It's crystal. You think? Oh, it's gotta be. Yeah. Mm. It's gonna yeah, she's gonna be stretchy Green Lantern. <laughs> That's kinda cool actually. Classic man, Hal Jordan, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for this. This is this feels good. Yeah, I kinda wanna keep following this. Um we'll see where it goes. I think this was my pick of the week, actually. If I'm looking through the rest of the books. Mm. Oh, not mine. Not mine. Not yours, okay. Interesting. Uh, that cover, the Sarah, P- Sarah Pacelli cover. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that was Sarah, Sarah Pacelli. I did not know until you just said it. Uh, but that, yeah, that, that tracks Matt Wilson on colors on that as well. Um, nice. Yeah, there, there's a lot of good covers for this too. There's, uh, I, I think there's uh, Adrian Alfana cover that, you know, harkens back to the original Miss Marvel number one. Um, there is, oh no, that's, that's a Betsy Cola homage variant actually. There's the art germ one, which I use for the thumbnail. Yeah, there's some there's some good ones here. Um, and apparently a car accident outside Marco's window. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, Catherine in the chat is asking, should she pick this up? Yeah, um, I think so. Great starting point for Miss Marvel. Yeah, I if you're if you're already interested, absolutely. Hard to agree. Uh, it's way better than anything her death ever alluded to Mm. so like if we had to grind through that uh meat grinder to get it uh, you know what now that we're on the other side i'm all right with it (laughs) yeah yeah sure um although i'm still not used to wolverine being called talon now what x23 oh she goes by talon now i don't no, not feeling that. Bring her back as Wolverine. Um, all right, comic book nerd coming out of me. Uh, speaking of comic book nerds, you know what nerds love? The Ultimate Universe. A 
So hey. ultimate. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Ultimate Invasion number three. This is by a uh, future friend of the show, Jonathan Hickman. Um, pencils <laughs> by Brian Hitch. It's called Manifesting, guys. You got to put it out there. Uh, hey, oh, you're, yeah. Absolutely let, let's, right. Let's let him ultimate invade the show. Yeah. Um, uh, pencils by Brian Hitch. Inks by Andrew Curry. Uh, colors by Alex Sinclair. Letters by Joe Caramagna. Um, in, uh, interesting. Uh, it, it lists Donny Cates as other on this uh, League of Comic Geeks thing. Is that because he allegedly plotted it or something like that? Probably, yeah, allegedly. Yeah. Um, I, I bet that's not something people are supposed to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know if that's official and should be on this page, but whatever. Yeah. Um, Ultimate Invasion 3. So I actually had to read um, 1 and 2 to get caught up to this. Okay. Or, or sorry, uh, 2 and 3. I read 1. Um, huh. I don't really know what to say about this um i don't know what this book's trying to be and i don't really understand what's going on it is i love hickman i love hickman's writing (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. this is a compliment (laughs) sandwich right now um and i like his way of thinking and, and by the time i'm done with the hickman story Usually I'll come back around to it. Yeah. Yep. But I'm at the stage of the Hickman story where I just don't know what's going on and everything's kind of emotionless because it's yep. so high sci-fi. Um, it's very uh, Dune right now uh, where, where it's like just – actually, that's, that's giving it too much credit because Dune's actually good. Um, this, this feels like West Wing. Like, like this feels like it's, – it's all, it's all walk and talks. Walk and talk. Super talky. Yeah. And but, nothing happens. We learn things, but I don't know Do to we? what. En- <laughs> well, I don't know to what end they are yeah. important. Yeah, you know, like 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 I under- I have an understanding that okay, there's this group of people who, over the course of history, will take the fall as like the bad guy, then they will reset. Yeah, there's a new like like to unify. I get that, but I, I like don't get that too. Yeah, it's interesting, but I don't get the Is why it? yet. Exactly. Well, I, I, I just I just don't know how it connects. So like to to this is an interesting concept, but to what end is going to pique my interest and yeah. want me to come back? That's where I'm at. This is all concept right now for me, even though we're right. halfway through it. Um, More than halfway through it. Uh, somebody in the chat. Uh, four. This is the this is the seventy five percent marker, baby. Yeah. Jesus. And ultimate. Uh yeah. All right. We'll, we'll see. Um yeah. I don't. It really just feels like they needed a step to reintroduce the Ultimates line, um, and this is it, um, and they needed to Hickmanize it to sell it. Um, I'm not feeling yeah. it. Like, there's no emotional tether for me here, because all of the Ultimates characters I know and like are not in this. Yeah. This is like this weird alternate, alternate Ultimate universe that yep. doesn't have the tethers I need to care about it. Hmm. Um, and even like worse, I like the maker, but he's barely even worse. Yeah. Nothing's happening. No, no. It's real I mean, right now. I mean, spoiler for the last page, we get Ultimate Kang, which I don't know if he ever actually showed up before. I don't know the status and, and of Ultimate Kang, but we can all agree. We can all agree that's Tony, right? Like that's Junior Ultimate Tony or whoever that I don't know. beardless wonder is. I uh, thought it was, but. I don't it's know definitely how, who it was. 
but I don't know. I don't get how it ties into him. You know, like I don't know why yet. I don't get it. So yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that's part of it. Yo, uh, I do want to say though, um, uh, Reed Richards being the man in the Iron Mask that was kind of cool. You mean Doctor Doom? Is it? <laughs> is it not Reed Richards? I, I don't know. Like, like C.W. Gordon in the chat says, uh, this is truly a bizarre issue of, of a comic book. It's just people talking to world build. Yeah. In issue three of four. Yeah. It, it almost felt like if... Um, huh. If a Star Wars crawl had to be made into a comic book. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But it doesn't even have the cool music, like without the John Williams score. <laughs> hmm. Um, and and that's something like I think the Brian Hitch art is good. Like I'm not I'm I think it fits for what it's doing. I mean, I feel I think bad for Brian Hitch that he had to yeah. draw a bunch of people standing around talking. That it's not a strong point either. His strong point is you know splash pages and sci-fi yeah, techno at, shit. So. <laughs> At least they were all weirdly shaped and in costumes, I guess. Sure. But like, yeah, like, uh, I mean, Brian Brian Hitch has been he's he's like, I don't know, has he been watching Hitchcock movies lately? I feel like every time there's a close up of somebody, it's like a canted angle um, yeah. for Brian Hitch in this. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know why he's doing that. But I think it's good. I mean, I, I sometimes bag on Brian Hitch, but I think Hitch on Ultimates feels right. This doesn't sure. feel like Ultimates is the only issue. It's interesting that you say that because I don't have context for the Ultimates, so sure. I'm currently were building my framework for yeah. what it is, and right now it's vapid. Yeah, it's it's fluff at the moment, and and I understand that there's a uh, nostalgia attached to it, but I don't have that, and so like just looking at it for what it is, it's it's Hickman work. He's he's doing his high concept shit, but it's not engrossing me because I'm just confused. Well, and and I think even the worst part is it's not even comparable to the old Ultimate stuff, the nostalgia angle. Mm. Because nothing yeah. is happening. Yeah, We don't see familiar faces either. Yeah, there are no familiar faces. That nobody's punching anyone. This again. This was this was an issue where they confirm a sort of half baked conspiracy theory, uh, and that's it. And I gotta say, it's not doing a good job of getting me excited for this Ultimates line relaunch. Um, because like if I if I care like, and this is where it's like, all right, what's the point of this then? Because is the Ultimates line going to be a relaunch of what we're reading here and these characters that we're being introduced to here? Because if that's the case, don't care. Or is it a relaunch of the characters we knew and loved in the Ultimate Universe? But if you're relaunching it, shouldn't you start from the beginning? So, like, it's 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 weird. Um, it's such a weird, convoluted thing to do uh, that I don't know why they're doing it. Hmm. Um, C.W. Grady makes a good call out like it, it's it's building a world and i think i'll grant it that but we don't know the future and we have this epilogue that is in seems to be important seems to allude to stuff but like this new kang which okay fine you can time travel 
uh, for whatever reason, everybody's like worshiping and fine. Okay, this is the future, but I don't and, see a connective tissue. N- yeah, not just everybody is worshiping Kang. This is uh, our heroes the, who are worshiping Kang. This is right. our, um, you know, our ultimates who are doing that. Right. And and yeah, to his point, why should I care about that at the moment? What's even pointing me to this yeah. direction? Th- that's my main issue with this. Is like I don't I don't care. I don't mm. I don't know who these characters are. I don't care about these characters. The, the fact that they are weird mirrors to characters I do care about is not enough for me to start caring about these characters. Um, the reason why I cared about Ultimate Peter Parker is because you sat with him for ten years. You know. Yep. Um, yeah. You grew up with them. Same for the Ultimates at that point. Like, and they're like clones, right? Because you see multiple Captain Americas. Multiple, I, don't, I don't get it. It could. Uh, who knows? Yeah. I mean, if it's if it's <laughs> Kang, it might just be extra time displaced people, you know. But yep. sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Roboters in the chat says it honestly feels like Marvel just wanted something for the summer months and decided with an ultimate take. Uh, I don't think so because I think there are plans going ahead. I mean, you know, we have this, this whole line coming out in November. Um, but yeah, and I, I have to imagine that whatever was you know whatever's going on with Donny Cates that made him that kept him from writing this. I have to assume you know it's been a, a filtered through watered down thing. So even still, like it's it's good probably because Hickman's on it but also what what's here what is this mm. there's got to be more yeah well, well next issue we'll find out it reveals all so we'll see i don't think anything's going to be revealed to be honest yeah. um but our listeners did reveal to us that they wanted us to read the incredible hulk number 3 yes so this uh, continues the run by uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson, art by Nick Klein, colors by Matt Wilson, and letters by Corey Pettit. This is my jam. Yeah, dude, this slapped. Yeah, this was fun. Slapped hard. My pick of the week. Same. Yes. Okay, was it the world. the uh, weirdly religious church being destroyed by Not a Lovecraftian too. monster? I did enjoy that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, uh, I, I recently finished the BBC um, version of uh, the Golden Compass series, oh. uh, his Dark Material series, and oh. I have uh, a new favorite character in Azrael, who's like this general who decided that he was going to build up an army and confront God, um, and I think that's my new favorite type of character. Mm-hmm. Mm, I see. So when Hulk said, "Come on, then," I went, "Hell yeah, yeah, yeah." So to give context, this whole this whole Hulk arc um, is that the Green Door is kind of peeking open again. That we you know we saw in Al Ewing's run, um, and these elder gods that exist in the Marvel universe have pretty much either either through a spell or or something have. Uh, uh, I guess reanimated and reactivated any kind of mystical monster thing that the Hulk kind of comes into contact with. So it's the Hulk roaming the the country, and weird horror shit happens everywhere. 
yeah. and this one deals with a with a uh, an old mining town uh, that used to be, I guess, controlled and used used to worship this underground old god, uh, and this Brother is the Deep. second issue. Brother Deep, yeah. Uh, as much as I think this story is cool, like I like that as a story. I like uh, horror, and I think Philip Kennedy Johnson does great horror stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his alien stuff was a little bit of this too. Um, and his last God stuff, it's very Lovecraftian at, at points. Um, mm. with the high fantasy, but God damn, this is Nick Klein just yeah. putting everything into this. Uh, and Matt Wilson, one of the best colorists ever. Um, doing his, just, doing I, his I, old Kleinusy. You could, you could <laughs> take away the words in this, honestly, and I would still enjoy it just as much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. it's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Like, I, I think he has these, like, really pulpy colors that just helps bring this... The, the pulpy colors, the texture on the art, it makes it feel like an older, like, run-down issue, kind of. Um, all of this is just oozing mood and attitude. Uh, man, so much fun. And a simple-ass story. Like, nothing complicated. Yeah. He says, he says, stupid kid, stupid kid fell in a hole. All right, yeah, I'm gonna come save you and beat some shit up. Easy. This is this was candy, man. Yeah, and I like how the dynamic is a little different, you know, because we've always had you know Rick Jones being Bruce Banner's sidekick and stuff, uh, and this is a, a a younger girl who's seen some shit, um, yeah, and has dealt with some shit, uh, wanting to be the Hulk sidekick, and him kind not, of not Bruce Banner's specifically, yeah, yeah, and him kind of being like, you know what, I like your moxie, kid, I like your chutzpah. Mm-hmm. Um. And him being cool with that now—that's that's, that's a—I don't think I've seen that before. Uh, maybe since like Scar, but that was a different dynamic, really. Well, and it's it's already so different because Banner is on the run from the Hulk. Yeah, mm. yeah. And the Hulk is out for Banner, which is all you know already an entire a wild uh, take. The Hulk yep. sounds like he wants to separate them too, when it's usually been the opposite. Um, oh, he wants to like keep them together. I, yeah, Banner's I always know. wanted to separate the two, you know. Uh, but it feels like I, the Hulk wants to do that now. I don't know. I don't know if he wants to separate it as much as he wants to like eat Banner. Like I think he's done. I mean, I would be. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, what I like about this too is that I love Monster of the Week type stuff. You know, yes. like a, like a Buffy, like a Doctor Who, like that's yep. I just I just like being able to jump in and, and stuff. And um, I guess with TV, it makes more sense because you could just watch whatever and you can still understand what's going on. Uh, but in a way, like this this feels like that as well. And the premise lends itself to that. Like next issue is a man thing issue. Like hell yeah, yeah, yep, love it. Um, so I, I I really like the formatting of things that uh, we could potentially get going forward like i mean like elsa bloodstone's gotta show up down the line you know maybe some werewolf by night like i think the opportunities are there for some really fun stuff that i don't think hulk's touched really yeah or at the very least i think it's a good mechanic for this character yeah and i think this is the the monster week of the week format fits this character like i don't know that you could do this to a cap and it's the same effect 
Like I think you need sure. longer longer narratives or a bit more depth than you know some dude walks around and beats some shit up and it's mystical and whatnot. Marco issue issue five. He's fighting something called the Swamp Siren. So Ooh, oh, going down your muckle right now, bro. He's already green and he's walking through horror shit. Easy. I oh, you could have put this swamp thing in this. I'm like yeah. And there's That's a Ghost shit. Rider crossover. Whew. Yeah, this is this is I love this stuff. The the one uh, uh, criticism that I agree with uh, is from top lane here in the chat says uh, I have to say I was not impressed with the elder look, and I think I agree with that. I think that you know the the look of the you know uh, brother deep is a bit um, generic. Yeah, it felt like Warcraft boss, you know. That, barely that. Yeah. You know. Oh, the monster. Yeah. Toss some toss some lines on the paper. Color it gray. Give it some arms <laughs> and a mouth, like it's a Frankavia <laughs> looking thing. Yeah. Bare, uh, yeah, barely. Like, but you know, I think it's also the sort of thing that probably wasn't supposed to be around. And, so and top make lane, it look scary, you know. Yeah. Top lane's also yeah. mentioning, you know, like is Hulk now a horror character over sci-fi? Um, I think so, honestly, and I'm okay with that. I think in I my like head, better, frankly, yeah, me too. In my head, like the, the Avengers should each uh, represent a different genre of comics. You know, mm. Cap is Cap is war <laughs> comics, Iron Man, sci-fi, Thor is fantasy. Hulk would be horror. Um, and he always, you know, the original Hulk was kind of this monster horror. He was described as a monster first and foremost that had Jekyll a sci-fi and, origin. But It was Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I, I think it always had its, its origin and its toes in horror proper but it just kind of became this oh it's cool that he can smash things it became the action book yeah. you know yeah. um but i just i think with al ewing's run and then this continuing that uh i think that's cementing his place as like the the cornerstone of marvel horror which i'm totally cool with give yeah. me more yeah i like this run a lot yeah it, it, it's yeah. weird i think like you know before ewing's run if you told me like oh Hulk might be consistently one of the better solo Avengers books out there. Um, that would have yeah. kind of blown my mind. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm excited for see, to see where else the where else we go with this. Hardcore. I gotta finish Al Ewing's. Oof. It's an omnibus one now, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. Ooh, damn, that probably I'll, looks probably really nice. That. Yeah, that'll be a nice bludgeoning tool. <laughs> That's why I have I have Omnibuy, just in case I get a home invader. I got a weapon in every corner. Omnipodes? Uh, omnibuses. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's swing over to the DC side of things. And let's talk about Batman, Catwoman, the Gotham War, Battle Lines number one. Uh, this Ooh, is boy. by uh, both writers of the current ongoing Catwoman and Batman books. Uh, Chip Zdarsky uh, and Teeny Howard writing this. With pencils by Mike Hawthorne, uh, who did uh, the most recent... Um, Batman arc where he goes to that like alternate universe. Uh, inks by Adriano Di Benedetto, colors by Romulo Fajardo Jr. Um, and yeah, there, there. If you were in the DC Comics section of our Discord, people had some thoughts about this book. <laughs> uh, this was an interesting one. Uh, so essentially, the premise is like. Uh, I think I can safely say none of us are reading Catwoman right now, right? No. Okay. 
um, so apparently Catwoman in her book has been uh, kind of rehabbing a lot of the henchmen from the, the big villains, so like Penguin's henchman, Joker's henchman, Two-Face's henchman, and then giving them the skills to perform heists like she would to prevent uh, actual deadly and harmful crime from happening. Her eyes, crime Violent is going to happen. Crime. These henchmen are going to do crime no matter what because of the situations life has given them. Let's teach them how to do it so nobody gets hurt. Uh, and that's kind of been her, her MO. She's broken some people out of prison to help her out with that. Um, and that's that story there. Then you got Batman in, Ch- in Chip Zdarsky's run, who <laughs> will not stop being Batman. This dude is burning the candle. There's no more wax. It's just Wick at this point. Um, and it's 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 kind of a mess for him. So now you have those two opposite ideas kind of conflicting and coming to a head in this this book. And... I gotta say, I've never seen an issue of a comic that I can so clearly tell who wrote what. <laughs> um, it's you know sometimes when we see the you know multiple writers like like we just talked about Miss Marvel, um, we can take guesses as to where the delineation of writing might be. Like no, yeah. I can tell you, I can pick out the pages of this one. I can tell what's teeny stuff and I can tell what's chip stuff. Um, and I didn't dislike this. I did mm. like it. And I think the premise is interesting. But I don't know how they're going to pull it off. It seems it seems like the premise is interesting, but the resolution would be swift and easy. Uh, it, yeah. It feels weak. I, I don't know that it feels weak. I think they have something interesting that they can work with. Um, this reminded me of... Remember in The Wire where they have nope. the the uh, Tyler it, uh, where they're one of the police lieutenants has like only a certain block radius where you can buy drugs and like, he's like essentially legalized oh, oh, uh, Amsterdam Amsterdam yes yeah, okay yeah. so I, it reminded me of that where there's a set number of people who are going to do drugs regardless there will be a market that that is not something that can be prevented but you can consolidate and you can pocket those things to benefit a larger community and this is what that reminded me of was yes you're not getting rid of crime you're you're altering it so that it impacts less people and it hurts less people it has less of a negative effect but you cannot remove said negative effect 100%. And if you're and if we're have that understanding, then the best way forward is to continue to minimize the impact it can have and maximize the potential um not benefits, but the uh the people who would get harmed otherwise won't. And I think that that made a lot of sense and it made me question Batman's importance and I thought that was interesting because I don't think I've ever had a comic go and be like well I mean yeah but you know can he really do all these things and I know the meme is he has infinite money he throws the money at the the problem but this was an actual solution getting presented and it not having a clean outcome it having a more impactful outcome but ultimately like Batman's still gonna beat up villains and they're still going to do crime. That makes sense. 
So then let's find a way to mitigate. That made sense. I think on paper, this all makes sense. It is on paper. Um, yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> but there's no way Batman's going to allow, in any sense of the word, anything called crime to happen. He is the enemy of crime. Um, and yes, the idea of him having to come to terms with maybe realizing that his way of thinking and his way of working is not the correct way could be interesting. Um, but like he shows off in this issue, he's like, he, he even like gets mad because Catwoman's like, yeah, we're just stealing from the rich. He's like, and my parents were rich, you know? Word. Oh, yo, I was like, oh, hold on a second, Batman. I felt a little, oh, felt a little weird. Meanwhile, Dick Grayson's oh, kind of yeah. trying to step back in the background, like, oh, I'm the only one, only rich one here. Let me, uh, <laughs> such a fucking, he came across as such a fucking baby. Yeah, yeah, very mature. He did, yeah. I just, I, yeah, the, I think a lot of the dialogue in, in this issue was just like, these are not these characters <laughs> batman <laughs> felt very immature uh, yeah. across this yeah yeah this feels mm, this feels bad i don't I, it i'm i'm gonna just get frustrated when this gets washed right like when we reset batman's back out there stopping crime crime goes back up and he's like, ooh, there's no correlation. It's only, there's no causation. It's just correlation. Well, and the other the other part of all this, too, is that it's not just Batman and Catwoman in this town. It's not even other, just other villains in this town. Hmm. The end of the issue is one of the, you know, uh, robber vigilantes getting shot by someone who doesn't want to be robbed call it self-defense that's still a murder like yeah crime is still gonna happen what are the, what are the stand your ground rules in gotham <laughs> have to imagine they're pretty strict black florida heavy uh, 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 uh there's gunfire is my yeah point. yeah yeah they're probably <laughs> erring on the side of the gunfire honestly yeah I just... um yeah i wasn't really feeling this um i think the other thing and like i like mike Cawthorn as an artist i don't like him on batman that's the the thing that bugged me the most was the symbol on yes his, on his chest very much so it felt like batman? i was i was looking at fortnite batman it looked like i drew that it was like, th this is the continuity nerd in me, but, like, Batman costumes are of eras, and you kind of have to keep a continuity with it. Yeah. Um, this was like a... It almost felt like a... <laughs> like, like I don't know, like, a M&M's put out a new uh, free comic book day, Batman M&M's crossover yeah. comic. Yeah. Uh, Raytheon just put out a new uh, uh, Batman-themed comic <laughs> going out to kids on Scholastic Book Nights, you know? Right. Um, it felt like one of those. And, and I like... Mike Hawthorne's art. Um, Hawthorne was on, was it, uh, oh, there was like a big de uh, uh, image book that I remember Hawthorne on. I think he also worked on some of the, he worked on Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, Deadpool. And did he work on Astro City as well? Um, I don't think so. That doesn't sound familiar. I, could um, be wrong that, but. I thought, yep, yeah, solid art. Thick inks, really thick lines. Yeah, yeah. 
which it's not a bad thing. It's just it's a stylistic choice. Um, mm. uh, C.W. Gordon points out that the logo seems similar to the Zeran R logo, so it could be a hint at Bruce losing some control. Mm. But I kind of think that's being pretty generous. Yeah, he doesn't have a Rorschach mask as a costume, you know? It, it look, look that like that fat the fat one from bat uh was it dark knight strikes or dark knight returns sort of yeah it was I weird think it, it, you know the dude might have been in a rush and had to slap it down you know that was fine <laughs> um i'm interested i'm interested to see how this plays out and i'm curious if, if this is what's going on in Catwoman's book, then that's immediately interesting to me. So you're more interested on the Catwoman end of things. Uh, I'm I'm interested on on in her concept and and her rationale because I think it I think it makes sense, and I'm interested to see how that plays out in her books, because um, I think I'm 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 okay with having a different way of thinking about crime for a bat for for Gotham. And I think pitting the ideologies against each other is interesting. And so that that part to me is intriguing at the moment. Just don't see this resolving in a way that's going to be interesting. I don't feel like this will say anything new. Sure. We're not going to finally get the the thesis book on how Batman is just beats up the poor and uh, and people of color constantly. So and 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 to be honest, I think if if it were just Chip, maybe I would have more confidence in that. Yeah. I am not a Teeny Howard fan, and what I've seen here doesn't help that. I typically like so. Teeny stuff, especially uh, the stuff that Teeny's been working on it, uh, on the X Men side of things with you know like the the, the magic stuff. stuff. Um, the other world side of X-Men. Um, I've enjoyed that. Um, and I love Chip. Uh, I don't know how they mesh together, though. They're not very similar in, in style or what they, what they like to do. Um, and, and I hate these crossover events that are like, well, if you're reading Batman and you only read Batman, you're going to be having a little time jump each issue because you didn't read the Catwoman yeah. book in between. Um, and I don't want to read Catwoman right now. I'm sorry. It's not a book, you know, not a character I really want to read about. So um, not the best start, especially after this whole Night Terrors thing, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, I'd rather oh, just yeah. talk about, Bat- like, I'd rather just read a Batman book. Like, give me back give me back to what Chip was doing with Batman. I was enjoying that. Uh, but now I'll just have to stick with uh, World's Finest. World's Finest is my saving grace right now in DC. It's my Batman book. Yeah. Um, Top Lane also points out the Jason bit at the end. <sighs> Awful. Nobody knows and Jason Todd is anymore. The rest of the Bat family, I didn't think was any good either. Damn, I like that part. I'm like, that tracks. Bro. <laughs> what, the whole Bat family at a strip club? No, uh, the... The kitty cat club? The Jason piece. Uh, uh, well, maybe because... Uh, you don't, you know, like this is this. You, you, I think you're. How long have you been reading Jason Todd comics? How many Jason Todd comics have you read, Marco? Wasn't he in like Three Jokers or something? Oh God! 
You're referencing the one character assassination book? <laughs> like, nothing nothing against Jeff, but that that Jason, Barbara Gordon stuff was... Ooh, I was a little mm, Great looking iffy. book, Great looking book. Great looking book. It was fine. Beautiful book. Um, yeah, it's a pass for me. This is a pass. Hard pass, man. Ooh, contrarian pull. Ooh, a contrarian pull. All right. Well, when we have three on the show, we can do that. So, <laughs> um, let's 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 uh, let's finally just pull the plug uh, on me. This this comatose event that is Night Terrors uh, oh, with Night bro. Terrors Night's End number one. Uh, this is by um, Joshua Williamson writing uh, Giuseppe Comancoli. Uh, Trevor Harrison, Howard Porter on art. So you don't even have a guy, Casper Wingard, and you don't have, um, who was the other one that uh, worked on the previous issue? I forget, but like, like two out of the three of the mm-hmm. artists that you had on yeah. the main Night Terrors book aren't even on this. Um, let me see. Let me get those artists right now. Uh, yeah, you do. Hard. Oh, boy. Uh, I. Uh, Howard Porter. Oh no, that was this one, right? So this yeah. is this felt mostly Howard Porter. the the main yeah. The main things are, um, are the main events and the action scenes are Howard Porter, and I like Howard Porter. I enjoy Howard Porter's art. This I was don't I don't know if I do. It's way too loose, buddy. <laughs> this was Yo. a mess. This the was, coloring was hard. It, it, it's a shame because the, the, the colors were by Frank Martin, who's probably like top two colorists right now for me. Um, but th- there are there are panels in here, and I, and I didn't bring up any panels. I forgot to do that. Sorry. Uh, but there are panels in this book that are faceless blobs of creatures, and, and like Detective Chimp is maybe drawn with a face twice in the six times he shows up in this book. Um, it, it looks like. <laughs> if if Dan Mora is like a finely crafted uh, 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 penmanship, you know, like it's like calligraphy, Dan Mora, you know, it's very uh, specifically chosen every line and it fits a certain way. This is your dad's signature of, of art. This is um, a doctor's signature. This is a doctor's signature of art. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is just scribbled on there. Um, right. To the point where, like, I couldn't really tell what was happening a lot of the times. It, I, it felt like nonsense. Like, it didn't feel like anything happened. Like, yeah. there was action, but it was just, like, blobs of color. Like, it was, it was nothing. Like. This is the most, dis- I don't even know if it's disappointing is the word. But this is the least fun I've had with a, with a comic book event. Whew, since, like, Civil War Two. Oh, uh, my man didn't read um, Heroes in Crisis with us. No, he's a he's an apologist. Oh, that's I mean, right. I, at least Heroes in Crisis had a story I can track, and it tried to I'm, do something different. I mean, listen, I can track this story. It's not good, <laughs> but I can track it. <laughs> yeah, but, at least, but, but the, what what is this trying to do different? Uh, have Sandman have a, a spotlight? Like, I don't know. It, it was. <laughs> To be fair, then the art matched the story. He's like, "Heroes in Crisis look good." You're right, dude. Clay man, Clay man, Clay man. Uh Uh Um, this is a shame 
this is a shame because uh, I think the fact that they bring back Sandman as like a concept, they're introducing Dead Man and like these these creepy characters, uh, you they should be represented I think visually better. Um, I thought this to wrap up the story, like we don't even get consequences for some of the monsters that came into the into the real world they probably they probably happen you know in the back in the some of the side stories but it's it's disappointing that we don't see that here and then the goal of insomnia was to get dead man on his side like yeah our, you know, our families died that's sad right we should both be sad about that and we should both want revenge because of that and dead man's like bro i I went to therapy, dude. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm that's, better. That's got nothing to do with Dead Man. Dead Man doesn't have a family. Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> right, right. He never had he, one. No, 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 no. He's never had a family. What are you talking about? Never. He has one brother that, uh, I, th- uh, uh, Hound, I, I correct me if I'm mistaken, uh, died way before he was ever Dead Man. Yeah, um, I, I think that the 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 thinking here is not that he's getting his family back, but he's getting the family he never had. Right. But like he's used to not having family. Why does he want one? You know. But yeah, I thought I thought didn't didn't the book open with his didn't the alpha issue whatever it was called like lead with the history of his his being part of the circus and him dying with his family alongside him. Yeah, the circus, but he didn't have a wife and kids. Was that not them in the? Am I am I not am I getting that wrong? I I, I swear there was a moment in that first issue that had that. No, he did not have a wife and kids. I'm telling you, he did not have. I one. trust I trust Cal's knowledge on Dead Man. Don't you have a Dead Man action figure behind you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, you do. Yeah. The Kingdom Come one, right? Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. the 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 point of this was that Insomnia was trying to give dead man what insomnia wanted and that's why it didn't work it's because dead man didn't actually want that here's the thing we talk about this but i still don't care <laughs> you know like well and as we found out last um last issue it's all bullshit <laughs> like the dude the justice league said evacuate and he said nah it'll be fine okay. and then they all died yeah so like it's all but it's all dumb anyway. And the way they dispatch, like, the, the night, uh, what do they call it, sleepless nights, or whatever the, the evil versions of the Just League were. It was like, all right, we're, Zatanna, you're a deus ex machina right now. Um, yeah. She literally looks at them and says, unnight backwards, and then they're destroyed. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, okay, you can do all that? Couldn't do that four issues ago? Yeah, seriously. Can you just say unread um, so I don't, I can Man, forget about this? Yikes. Wipe my mind. Yeah, no. And then, and then all this is leading up to seed the next event, which is uh, Beast World, right? That, t- yeah. that Titans event coming up. Yep. The sixth time with, that with Beast Doctor Boys. Hate. Doctor Hate sipping that Haterade. Uh, all right. Okay. That's the, that's the comic book world we live in. 
yeah, this this is a hard pass. This event is a mess. I hope some of you guys, I know a lot of you read the tie-ins. I would love to hear which ones were good. I cannot imagine it was very many of them. The Batman one's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. But this is this was a wash. Yeah. Major this pass was a on this. Of, this was a nightmare of an event. And major pass on the event. Yeah, so book and yeah. event I'm passing on. Yeah, inconsequential. It doesn't. It's not as entertaining as I think one might want an event to be. And like, yeah. I hate that it has to be <laughs> consequential to be something I like. I, I think you can be an inconsequential book in terms of the grand scheme of things and still be good. Like, I don't think books need to matter. Um, yeah, but but yeah. Also, like, you know, we did um, we did invasion, which was. A similar thing where you had to be reading the whole line. Well, spoilers, it's not out yet, Cal. Well, I mean, we've announced what the book is. Fair, 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 fair. You have to be reading the whole line to get the full picture of what's going on in this event. And now I'll get into spoilers. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. Hard. Uh, you know, unless you're spending six bucks a, a book on these things. Five ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, plus tax. All right. Um, well, at least but it's even the worse. Yeah. I'm not finished. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so checked out of this book. <laughs> like even even worse. Like it's a horror event, which we don't get. We never get. Yeah. Especially yeah. in the big two, and that's like what we were excited for. And this was this was nothing. It wasn't like it wasn't even scary. <laughs> spook factor non-existent. <laughs> it's not spoopy. Uh, right, but now, yeah, now I'm done. Yeah, so those those are our books, guys. Um, but we're not done quite yet because we got a little, little what you're reading. Um, so the Devil's Cut Distillery's new sampler book, or, or uh, not sampler. Well, I guess I'm hungry. Um, it's not like an appetizer sampler. It's more like a... Like a slider? No, it's not a slider. It'd be, it'd be, that, that, that's called an ash can. Um, it's, it's, it's a book with a whole bunch of little stories in it. So um, <laughs> we, we were planning on doing this for the main show. Uh, but the three of us are digital people, mostly. Marco, mostly, if you can get to the, the, the store in time. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, 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 C.W. Gordon. It's an amuse bouche of comics. Um, but uh, so Sean would have probably picked this one up uh, because it's only physical right now on their on the on their Twitter slash X uh, distillery was like uh, digital um, digital plans in the works. I'm like, it's 2023, buddy. You can't be launching without plans already. And they're they're they have already announced titles and everything going forward. Wasn't um, wasn't that their whole deal? Was that they were going to be a like full time digital platform? Not NFT thing. At oh, the same right. time, yeah. Uh, I, not I NFT. Not NFT. Uh, we're going to talk about that on, on Saturday. I have some some thoughts on that that I want to get into. But but I I went out. I drove a half hour to my to All Yeah Comics to to get it, and they had the Becky nice. Cloonan cover. So um, here's what I can say. Oh, it's a big book. Yeah, the boys the boys thick. Um, oh, and it's amazing. one of those like like uh, Batman damned type uh formats too with a more squarish one mm. um uh no dicks in this though so mm, wow. um, 
But uh, the, the the production quality, very good. It's got like a matte and a glossy finish to the cover, so it feels really yeah. nice. It's a it's a good feeling book. The paper is super thick. So I think, you know, when they talked about, you know, they wanted to be a little more boutique and a little more um, higher grade because it's a $10 book. Um, 88 pages, so a decent amount. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the only D is on the cover. Um, it feels good. good. It, the quality is there. It's real good. And um, I read it. Yeah, I could take or leave a lot of the stories, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but the art is the art's really good. And it, I think I think the stories were a little weird, in the sense that like, right? Some some stories got four pages, some got like ten. Um, so the delineation of like who got what was a little weird. But like, there is a Becky Cloonan and Tulute story and drawn book about like, like uh, I think it was like vampires or something like that. That was up my alley. Um, there was Frank Avia doing a, a old god type story. I mean, oh. revolutionary. I know. Um, but it, it, it was good. Uh, and then the, it opens with the opening story. was really good too. Uh, that was, uh, Christian Ward and, um, uh, Tinian doing something in the beginning too. Uh, very oddly paced story, but the, it looked good. So I think I'm interested. I'm interested. I think this did its job in so much that it got me interested in the publisher Mm. Um, I don't know if these stories are ever even continuing in it because I know the book that got announced for Becky Cloonan I don't think is this book uh, that was introduced in here so who knows um, some of them do end on, uh, end on cliffhangers so maybe those will be continued but I think they have the quality is there in terms of the talent and the production on it so I'm intrigued but man you gotta, you gotta let me read this digitally I'm sorry yeah. I, I, I live Give in a me. single bedroom I don't have room for books anymore come on Give me the option. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, but interesting. But I think you'd but, like so, Marco. Yeah. Yeah. Because no, I, I mean, you, you listed off three artists, four artists right there that immediately yeah. piqued my interest. Were yeah, there? Yeah. Were there? Uh, there oh, there's a really good you... Mirko and Aldolfo story too. Um, that I that I like. Uh, yeah. So uh, Elsa Charretier is on here. Mark Bernadine. Um, Stephanie it's Phillips done. and Joel Jones had a story. There's a jock solo one. Oh, there's like a th- like a three pager, Brian Azarello, Eduardo Riso like Western story, oh, uh, but it's cool. like watercolor Riso and it's really interesting. Um, yeah, Scott Snyder, Frank Avia. Oh, there's a Jamie McKelvey um, story. Yeah, as well. Um, so my lighting is really weird right now. Um, is uh, was there anything that you are that you read in that that you're looking forward to i think if i got more of the becky clunin to little stuff and i got more of the mirka and dalvo stuff that's what jumped out to me the most mm. uh, which i guess is cheesecake hmm, interesting um but i i love becky clunin art i will take i have becky clunin art behind me over over there somewhere it's that red and blue one near the door um like i've had becky clunin art in my apartments for nearly a decade at this point like yeah. so um, there's definitely talent there that I'm excited for. But we also wanted to talk about something that wasn't a comic book. So Marco brought up. We well, talked about Ahsoka last week, and people seem to be interested in that. Um, it Marco brought as up a comic book. Uh, did. True. You did. That's it right. Did. Um, but turns out the One Piece Netflix show is real. The One Piece is real. And we checked out at least episode one. Uh, I, I I got it. I'm, I'm in. I'm four. I'm four deep right now. So yeah, 
I gotta say, I when I saw this and I saw the production for it, um, I thought it looked bad. I thought this looked like like crap. Um, I have no real uh, horse in the race for for One Piece. I know it's like the book. Yeah, um, dude. And this and this show kind of made me understand why people like it. Um, but I watched this and I'm like, these people are these actors are likable. Wow. I do I disagree? I can't. I'm not sure if I disagree on that <laughs> on that point specifically. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I. Uh, I you're not gonna believe this. I had a really fucking good time. Yes. Me too. Yes. Yeah. Yes, uh, dude. I I like One Piece a lot. Um, you know, I I have to. I've been on a long hiatus from reading the manga, but like when I was reading it, like I was into it. I wasn't Chainsaw Man into it, but I like I was enjoying the hell out of it. I like Luffy. I like Luffy. Uh, uh, it's it's a U. That's a mm. that's a a U and a double F. I don't care how they say it on the show. I don't care how uh, Oda and I, Oda Sensei and I, will have a conversation about this. It's Oda, not Luffy. Oda Sensei has it in the anime as Luffy, bro. We will have a conversation. Okay. It's not Luffy. Okay. I think Rora 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 Zoro Zororek. No, that's Pokemon. I think Zoro is the coolest character. Yes. Ever. He fucks, dude. Uh, I have a picture saved in my phone of him fighting a guy who is made of blades. And it's the most comic book thing. It could only happen in comics. My point is, anyway, I had a fucking good time. Uh, and, and, and Zoro is acted by, uh, the actor is... Uh... Mackenyu. That just goes by the one name. Yeah. So. It's like oh. Prince. Um, yeah, um, I thought my 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 thing about it is it suffers from being a Netflix adaptation. Mm, in what ways? Mm, well, it it's <laughs> it stinks like the rest of the adaptations Ooh, damn hmm. that that's uh, it's good it's yeah. de- it's definitely the best of them but it feels like people wandering around playing pretend which is a silly thing to say about actors but <laughs> it doesn't Hale dis- it discovers acting like it doesn't feel real you know what i mean like a like a something should there's a level i think of the netflix shows enough like adaptations of the of the anime and manga that is camp like it feels really campy and i think that that applies to that feeling of it see seeming like actors in front of a screen kind of thing and um i felt that and i thought it worked for to some degree for cowboy bebop but i think here it leans in it leans into it to the goofy end of what yeah. uh one piece can be and typically is yeah. that i think it it works there isn't as much of a dissonance as you might have felt for like the uh what is it the death note or the full metal alchemist piece where yeah. it just yeah. looks like 
oh yeah they they tried to make this look like the the anime and in the process made it feel too uh almost cosplay like yep in this i think this one helps though because oda the the creator of one piece was heavily involved in this yeah and pretty much said like i will not let it happen unless i approve of it thank you oda-san um and it is because it's it's i've i've read to a certain point of it i have not watched really any one piece but i've read some one piece um and it's pretty much like it's tackling everything like like the first the i think one episode is like five anime episodes that's how i I was tracking it out about Um, yeah the first one and i i prefer that i have an issue with the anime because of how much it kind of it's like a soap opera where it has to repeat itself constantly like the dragon ball z issue and that's yeah. why I have. That's actually one of my reasons why I don't watch a lot of anime. It's because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is much more compressed, um, and I'm enjoying it a lot because of that. I think with with a, with the manga, I can read that at my own pace, you know, and I can pretty much churn those out like crazy. Um, but yeah, the thing is, they do it really well. Yeah. Yep. Whereas with like Full Metal Alchemist, it was, and I don't know anything about Full Full Metal Alchemist, but like you could feel that they were taking like massive chunks of story to make yeah a movie so, or whatever so it was. Roboters in the chat says so basically it feels scriptless with no direction, like open rehearsals hour at your local theater. Not at no. all. No. 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 I I, uh, I think I think it has the. I don't even want to say it has that look. I think it, it just looks like the, there's a there's an aesthetic to it that yeah. it's it's pirates. Uh, it has a level of these are costumes to some degree, but I think it, it the it works to it works to the extent that you know you're in this you're in this pirate world and and you have to kind of ex- take that at face value. It but but it feels lived in. Yes, yeah, for sure. Like yeah, it fe- it feels like goofy pirates of the caribbean exactly yeah a, i think it, it in, did take a lot of that in a good way yeah yeah it, definitely not scriptless like there's intention there there's yeah. a story that's going to unfold i've only seen the first episode it's, and i've had a lot of fun i would say yeah. it's almost the opposite of what you said roboters i think it's it's honestly everything has intention i think the shots the way it's composed um i think inaki godoy the guy who plays monkey uh, who plays luffy phenomenal like i get why people like <sighs> like luffy as a character people who like luffy as a character and i think one piece fans and i think this is this is my realization watching this are people who uh did not get enough encouragement as a child (laughs) uh yeah okay yeah Yeah, i think think it's people who like did not you know uh say hey you're allowed to feel emotions if you're happy you know as a kid um luffy kind of gets to fill that spot for you i think one thing about this is it's sort of my problem with this in general that sort of speaks to what I was saying about how it suffers uh, being a Netflix adaptation and being an ad- anime adaptation in general is that One Piece is so uh, chock full of larger than life characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bombastic. Where... where your two normal people are a guy who uh, walks around in a three-piece suit and kicks <laughs> and a guy who carries a sword in his mouth. You and, don't then, think- and then literally everyone else is 
so large and bombastic that a normal human being can't portray them well. You yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. to the full extent. Like the guy the guy who's playing Luffy is it doesn't feel real. But it like is the he, character. It, he is the character and, and and he's doing a he's doing a great job. Like you can see this yeah. little hint of cockiness, but it, it doesn't come across as arrogance, but it also doesn't quite fully come across as anime protagonist mm. it's mm. stupidly full foolhardy i think <laughs> um yeah the the other thing that really jumps out to me in this in this show so far is the amount of practical effects in oh, this. Yeah. Love it. Love the, it. the costumes yeah. are practical the sets are practical like yep. the cg is like luffy's like the powers like that's cg yep. obviously um yep. but even that looks good it's not creepy fantastic four movie you know right um, they saved their budget yeah, it's like it's like all right, Miss MCU, Miss Marvel. Yeah, I guess you could have done it, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. I yeah. I, for uh, to address Catherine and Robotter's question, just like is this a place to start? Even if maybe you have some familiarity and you don't know if, like, you're wary of jumping in. I think this is a good way to uh, to Tyler's point. This is a a quicker way to consume and get the same beats. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not the it's not to the degree of wacky as the anime or manga might get, but that's just because I think it's difficult to portray those over the top characters. Period. Like like they are just um, they are just larger than life, and I think to even to even try to portray that, it's it's a step down than what gets done in like voice animation, for example. Yeah. Yeah. And. Like for me, this kind of lands on like in terms of adaptations for Netflix. This feels like more more in the Sandman realm of things, um, where where mm. I feel like there's some actual love of the source material and yes. some you know uh, preciousness being taken it, uh, with it. So, like, I I maybe I maybe more episodes into this than I was into the the anime. Um, Damn, in terms really? of storyline wise, yeah. Oh, at this point. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would probably be like twenty something uh, episodes of the anime at this point. I'm, I'm at like. Uh, yeah, what's happening in, in episode four at the moment? I just got through Syrup Island with the cat burglars, cat bandits. Cat, oh, cat oh shit! Bandit pirates. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which, like, it's goofy. Like this yeah. shit's goofy, and I think it it knows it's goofy too. Yes. Um, Usopp, right? Usopp gets Usopp, yeah, 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 yeah. Usopp. Okay. okay. Oh, hell yeah. But it's goofy, but it's fun. Yeah, and it's, it's super fun. It, it takes itself seriously where it needs to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to finish this. I, I'll probably finish this this weekend, to be honest, which is wild coming out of my mouth because I was I was telling a you know, friend of the show, Matt, who was, like, hyped for this. I'm like, I have no interest in this at all Same until you brought it up, Marco, excited. and I was like, yeah, sure, I'll give it a shot. Genuinely, uh... I've put this on our family like watch list. Yes. Like yes. I'm yeah, I will probably watch the first episode again and then I will finish it. Nice. Nice. And I don't <laughs> I don't do that. If there's something I don't like, I check out. Yeah. The only I mean it's been brought up in the chat, but like the only thing I'm worried about is like it's Netflix. <laughs> Enjoy the first uh, season. <laughs> uh for me for me, the thing is, 
I don't care about that. It made me excited about One Piece. I'll just go read the manga. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like <laughs> that shit ain't ending. And, 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 and there's also a very cheap streaming platform that you can get all, not streaming, but like subscription platform that you can get all of this yeah. Yeah. for a dollar. Like, uh, let's see. Robotter says, does the anime convey the over the top characters are known for in that regard, which is most likely easier to do in animation compared to live action? Yes. How far did you get? I watched um, the first, the first, one. just yeah, the first. Same, okay. same. Well, you know, you know, Buggy, Buggy, the love Buggy, Buggy, yeah. love Buggy. You know his power set, right? Yeah, yeah. No. Um. Blow well, himself apart. Is that right? Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it works. It works. In, it works in live action. It looks goofy. The thing yeah. is, like, all the power sets work if you're okay with it looking goofy, which the show is. It's they're okay with things looking a little weird. Um. Yeah. But the actual but CG it, is good. It's not MCU Disney Plus CG. Yeah. Yeah. Casey, trust us. We, I, sw- yeah. I swear to you, I would not be here speaking so highly of it if it <laughs> yeah, wasn't Yeah, big good. surprise for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Straight up, I had a great time. It you, made me want to go to the beach. You will want to watch this. <laughs> Glad we brought this up while Sean's not here. Avoid the pirate talk. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. brought that in the chat, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I recommend it. This is a Comics Pals approved pirate TV show One Piece. I almost oh, got the stamp. I, yeah. What uh, What would your Jolly Rogers be? My crew? Like the, the flag? The flag. Oh. Um, it would be uh, skull and crossbones, but the skull part is a taco. Nice, like a taco shell? Yeah, taco shell. I have, I'd have yeah. a Mexican-themed restaurant um, pirate ship. Ooh, yeah. Mine would have a sombrero. I think mine would be my hair. It's like avocados everywhere. <laughs> bar- barrels full of avocados. Have a sombrero. Like, yeah. yeah. Just like, we're here to make. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to make some trouble. Here's some guac. Oh, guac. All right. Damn. That's yeah. it. That's it. it. That's it. Um, Sean can't be here to stop us from... I forgot I was hosting for a second. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But yeah, that's the show, guys. Uh, Palace Walls. If you like this little non-comics thing we do that we're tagging at the end of the show, let us know. Um, We're trying something new. I'm enjoying it, but... Maybe, you know, it doesn't have to be reviews, but if you want to give us uh, little topics... Catherine, we just said it works. Catherine, watch it. (laughs) Catherine, just watch it, Catherine. Jesus. Don't make me send you feet memes again on Instagram. If that hmm. what? Uh, what if you that? yeah, for for this little uh section of the show, if you want to give us little things uh to talk about, we'd love to talk about them. Little topics. Um we're just trying to uh try different stuff. So yeah. um just channel. Yeah. Please. Nice. The netta, this was great. Cool. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, uh until Saturday, which uh we have a show that that uh, I'm waiting to put together, so let's let's see. Uh, I have ideas on what I want to do. Um, but uh, until Saturday, we'll see you. See you next time. <laughs> see you guys.